Thank you so much. If you would, go ahead and take out your handouts from inside the, the, your prayer sheet there. Last week, I asked you about us, uh, the, how we pray the services. The men are passing out a little piece of paper. Once you get that paper, uh, I'll explain it to you. So don't do anything with it until I explain it to you. So uh, they're passing those out at this time. As you're waiting to get that, uh, as I said before, I did the uh, graveside service for Susie Perez's mother this morning. Her name was Carrie, and uh, had about 50, uh, maybe 15 or 20 people there, and I gave the gospel at the service. No one indicated they trusted Christ, but boy, were they listening. They were paying attention to every word, and I, many times I'm surprised when someone does not trust the Lord, but I have found many times people trust the Lord does not indicate it by the raise of hand. Sometimes it comes to me, uh, sometime later, the pastor wants you to know I trusted Christ at that service, though I didn't raise my hand. So anyway, uh, pray again for the service uh, tomorrow night. It's called a celebration of life. And we're going to, uh, I tell the family, the services is not for the one who passed away, but those left behind to be an encouragement and comfort for them. So pray that it might be a blessing to the family. And, and uh, that's tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. The Celebration of Life for, for Carrie, Susie Perez's mother. Everybody have one of these? Uh, we have done in the past two different ways our prayer services. And the first one there says men do the prayer for everyone. That's what we did tonight. We asked for prayer requests. We have th- uh, two or three men that we call upon to pray. The other way we've done it is below that is we break up into small groups for prayer. Several people said they'd like to go back to doing that. So I like to... Whatever you find the greatest comfort in, whatever you find the greatest way to pray. So if you would check off which one you like the best. And then when we leave the services, in fact, if you would, go ahead and pass those to the center aisle. We'll take them up at this time. Uh, if you like the way we've been doing it, well, we did, uh, Pastor Rick asked for prayer requests. We asked two or three men to pray for them and check that top one off. If you prefer to break up in a group of two or three people at a time and pray together that way, which we've done in the past, check that one off. And so whichever one we get the majority vote for, we will, we will do that. And so if you would get that, go ahead. Brother Phil if you, and Brother Phil Taney, go ahead and take those up. If you would, go ahead and pass those to the center aisle, please, if you get those. And he'll pick those up, and we'll, uh, next week we'll let you know how that turned out. And our brother Phil gets paid by how many of these he takes up. <laughs> so help him out now. His car broke down last week. <laughs> Thank you so much. Your opinion on that means a lot to us. We want to do our prayer time, which best ministers to your heart, and what kind of prayer, way of doing prayer you like the most, and that we will do. All right, we'll continue our study on the names of God, we're focusing on uh, primarily the names of the New Testament. But why should we study the names of God? I'm going to see tonight we can find more about the person of Jesus Christ by understanding the names he bore in the New Testament. But let me give you some things about the names. Why we should study the names of God? Do you realize that salvation is in his name? Listen to the scripture, please. John 3.18 is that he that believeth on him, to my Christ, is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because 
He hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Romans 10, 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Acts 4, 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So one we've studied because salvation is the name of Jesus Christ. Apart from him, there is no salvation. Thank you, Phil. Apart from him, there is no salvation. The Bible, in fact, Jesus said, uh, said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man come to the Father but by me. So through him, we have salvation. But also forgiveness is in the, his name. 1 John 2, 12. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. Also, prayers are answered in his name. John 14, 13, Jesus said, And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. The next verse says, If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So not, not only is salvation in the name of Christ, forgiveness is his name, but also prayers are answered. I like this one. His presence is promised when we gather together in his name. Matthew 18, 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there will I uh, be in the midst of them. So the name of Christ is so precious to us. In fact, Paul said this. By the way, this is not in your notes. So if you want these, I'll put these together next week and pass them out. So you can just sit back and listen if you want to. His name, the Lord Jesus, is above every name. In Philippians 2 9, wherefore God hath highly exalted him, to my Jesus, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus Christ every knee should bow of things in heaven, of things in earth, of things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. But you know, his name is wonderful to us, is it not? But this world hates his name. Matthew 10, Jesus said, And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. Matthew 24, 9, Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. I talk about the tribulation period. Luke 21, 12, Luke said, But before all these, there shall lay, uh, lay their hands on you, and persecute you, and deliver you up to the synagogues, and to the prisons, and be brought before the kings and rulers. Why? For my name's sake. Acts 4, 18, said so they called the, the apostles and commanded them not to speak or teach anymore in the name of Jesus Christ. So the name that's so precious to us, that we love dearly, that's exalted above all names, the world hates it. I think the Lord tarries, we're going to find out how much our own country hates the name of Christ. And so, let me close with this. We have so much more to share with The apostles rejoiced to be counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. In Acts 5, 5.41, and they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing they counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. They, they had been beaten, and they counted that worth, uh, uh, a blessing to suffer for his name. So if you take out your notes, please, I'll give all those verses to you next week. 
and more than that, to talk about how wonderful his name is. That's the reason we study his name. Real quickly from last week, we talked about, the, we're talking about names of God in the New Testament. We looked at the names of the Father. There were four of them we covered. It was God, Lord, Father, and the Almighty. These are the names. Are they coming up on the screen, Joseph? They are not. Okay. Uh, you have them on your notes. No, you're not. <laughs> okay. So that's the names of the Father. And I think we looked at six names of the Son, God the Son. The first name, these are the most popular ones, and many of you know. The first one is Jesus. That was his personal name. Christ, Messiah, Lord, Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus. And I believe we concluded with number seven, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the meaning of the Lord's fullest title. And now tonight we'll look at number eight. And tonight we're going to slow down a little bit. We're going to look up some verses together. I think so far I just kind of read verses that are on the screen. But tonight we're going to look at some verses, up, look them up together, and hopefully get a better understanding of these names. Number eight, the name here is the name I am. I am. It's on the screen now, is it not? Thank you. The meaning there, I am, this means Jesus is the eternal pre-existent God who revealed himself in the Old Testament to the Jews is a title of deity. We're going to see in just a moment when God appeared to Moses in the wilderness and he asked who he was. He said, I am. And that person was none other than Jesus Christ. Letter B, the application. By this title, title of I am, Jesus declared himself to be Yahweh, the word Yahweh, it means Jehovah, the God of the Old Testament. Jesus affirmed his superiority over the prophets and Abraham. When Abraham was born, Jesus already existed. Jesus, because of his equality with God, existed from all eternity. So if you would, please turn with me to the Gospel of John, please. The Gospel of John. Here is where Jesus actually claimed to be the great I am. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, please. I think the reference is on the screen in your notes. But look what Jesus said here. And we can see clearly by claiming to be the I am, even the Jews understood that he was claiming to be God. In John chapter uh, 8, look with me, please. Let's back up to verse, verse 51. Verse 51, so we see the context here. Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees. Look what he said, John 8, 51. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Verse 52. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets. And thou sayest, if a man keep my saying, he shall never taste death. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead? Whom makest thou thyself? By the way, is Jesus Christ greater than Abraham? My friend, he was the God of Abraham. Verse, skip Daniel, please, to verse 57. In fact, uh, verse 56. He says, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw and was what? 
There's a question for you. What day about Jesus Christ did Abraham see and rejoiced in? It was the day of Calvary when Jesus Christ was on the cross. In the Old Testament, they were saved the same way we're saved. They were saved by faith in the coming Messiah. We're saved by faith in the Messiah that did come. And so by faith, they knew, Abraham knew, we know that according to Galatians chapter 3, that he knew the gospel. He knew that God promised the Messiah would come to this earth and die for his sin. And he saw that day, and guess what he did? He rejoiced in it. By the way, do you rejoice in Calvary? Are you excited about the day that Christ died for you on the cross? I don't know about you, I am. Because of his death on the cross, I don't have to worry about dying and going to hell because he paid that debt for me. But read on. Verse 57, Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet 15 years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? And look what he said in verse 58. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, and that means truthfully, truthfully, I say unto you, before Abraham was, what did he say? I am. I am. Basically, now think about that. Now, those of you that know in the Old Testament, when you hear that term, I am, your mind will go all the way back to uh, Exodus chapter 3. Yes, thank you. And now we were Moses wandering through the wilderness, and he saw a bush burning, yet not being consumed. Remember that story? And he approached the bush, got a curiosity, and a voice spoke out of the bush, said, Moses, take off your shoes, for you're walking on holy ground. And long, and the second time, basically, God, that was Jehovah God, who appeared to him and called Moses to deliver his people out of Egypt. And Moses said, okay, when I go to the people, whom shall I say sent me? What is your name? And Jehovah said, tell them that I am, that I am a sent thee. Now, here in this verse, Jesus said, before Abraham ever existed, he says, I am. Jesus was claiming to be that person that spoke to Moses at the burning bush. And so he claimed to be God. Now, what was the penalty by the Jews for a person who claimed to be God? What's the penalty of blasphemy? Stoning. Read the next verse. <laughs> verse 59. Then took they up stones to cast at him. They understood exactly what he was saying. He was claiming to be God. He was claiming to be the one who spoke to Moses. Now, here's a question for you. Does a person have to believe that Jesus is God to go to heaven? Does a person have to believe that Jesus is the great I am to have eternal life? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Back up, if you would, please, to the same chapter. Look in verse 24, please. In verse 24. John 8, 24. Look what he said here. Verse 24, I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am, and notice if you've got a King James, the word he is in italics. That means it was placed there by the translators, it's not in the original. If you believe not that I am, ye shall die in your what? What he's saying here, if you do not believe that Jesus is God, you do not believe that he was the great I am in the Old Testament. Jesus said you'll die in your sins. You know what that means? That means you're going to go to hell when you die. My friend, is this important doctrine? So from just this one word, the one time of Christ, we see so much more about the person of Jesus Christ. 
then he's the eternal preexistent uh, God of the Old Testament, the one who spoke to Moses at the burning bush. Now go with me now to John 18, please. John 18. To me, this is an amazing story that it can be looked over so easily. John 8, verse 3, 18, verse 3. John 18, verse 3, if you would please. In verse 3, this is when Judas had betrayed Christ and the soldiers came to uh, arrest him. John 18, verse 3. It says, verse 3, Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. Verse 4, Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? Verse 5, They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus saith unto them, I am he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with him. Verse 6, As soon as he had said unto them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. And again, the word he is italics. So I think just for a moment, these men realized what Jesus was claiming to be. That he said, who, who are you? Are you Jesus in He said, I am. And what happened? And they just start, staggered and fell backwards because they realized who this was standing before them that Jesus was claiming to be. Number nine, the next name that Jesus, the Bible gives the Son of God, of course, is number nine, is the Son of God. <laughs> number nine, the Son of God. The meaning for this title this is the Lord's title of personal glory and deity. Application, the Lord Jesus is the Son of God. He is the Son of God by relation and nature and has been from all time and all eternity. The, Son of, the God has always existed, so has God the Son. Both are eternal. He is the Son of God by relation and by nature. Now, let's look at some scripture on this so you can get a fuller meaning of this, this Son of God. Uh, I think the verse will be on the uh, between Luke one thirty-five, And this is an angel appeared unto Mary, I believe it was. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. The power of the highest shall overshadow thee. And therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called what? the Son of God. That's when the angel appeared to Mary and said, you're going to have a child, and the child is none other than the Son of the living God. If you would please go with now to John 19, please. John 19. John 19, if you would please. In verse 6, John 19 and verse 6, again, look for the phrase, the Son of God. When the chief priests, therefore, and officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate saith unto them, Take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. Verse 7. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die. Why? Because he made himself what? 
the Son of God. Basically, he made himself equal with God. Now, are you still in John? Go to John chapter 5, please. John chapter 5. When Jesus claimed to be the Son of God, he was claiming to be equal with God. He was claimed to be God himself, equal with the Father. And John 5, 17, again, from the very names of Christ, we can find, we can learn so much more about his person. He's the great I am. He's the son of the living God. John 5, 17, please. But Jesus answered them, my father worketh hitherto and I work. Therefore, the Jews sought the more to kill him because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his what? Father, read on, making himself what? Equal with God. So in this title of claim to be the son of God, he was claiming to be equal with God. Acts 8, 37. Many of you know this story. This is where Philip was witnessing under the Ethiopian eunuch. And the Ethiopian eunuch wanted to be baptized. Remember that story in Acts chapter 8? And Philip said, if thou believest with all thy heart, thou mayest. And he, the Ethiopian eunuch, answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the what? The Son of God. By the way, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Interesting. The Jehovah Witnesses will accept the name the Son of God, but they will not accept the name God the Son. They will accept the name He's the Son of God. They do not see it as the way Scripture says it, but they will not accept the name God the Son. So if they ever come knock on your door and say, oh, yes, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, but do you believe he's God the Son? They go, no, I do not. He is God the Son because he's the Son of God. Now, number 10, number 10. The next one is the Son of Man, the Son of Man. The next title given to Christ, meaning this is the reference to the Lord's humanity. When he claimed to be the Son of God, referred to as deity, the Son of Man referred to his humanity. But it's also his millennial title. Application, this seems to be the favorite title of the Lord, the one by which he called himself time and time again. He referred to himself as the Son of Man. And we look at the scriptures together. This will be our last name because our time is almost gone. The scripture references, many of you know these already. In Matthew 8, 20, And Jesus saith unto him, The foxes have their holes, the birds have their nests, but the what? The Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Matthew 18, 11, For the Son of Man is come to save, save that which is lost. Then these next few verses refer to the second coming when Christ comes to establish his kingdom. He referred to himself as the Son of Man. Matthew 25, 13. Watch therefore, for ye know not the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. Matthew 24, 27. For as lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. And lastly, Matthew 25, 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all his angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. 
So the Son of Man refers to his humanity, but also as a title, as a millennial title, that he'll reign here on this earth. We'll stop right there and take up on number 11 next week. It seemed like the time went by so fast, and so we'll quit on time here. And please, keep your notes for next week, and we'll do 11 through 15, and there's, I think there's four more after that, after 15, and then we'll go to the study of the name of the Holy Spirit. Let's bow together, please, as we close. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for the precious name, the name above all names, the name of Jesus Christ, that our salvation that we have, the forgiveness of sins, is found in the name of Christ. The person who died on that cross, who made a payment for our sin and was buried and rose again, and through his sacrifice on the cross and what he did for us, we can be forgiven. We can have eternal life. And Father, because he humbled himself such a manner, wherefore he had given him a name which is above every name, that the name of Jesus Christ, every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Father, go with us now our separate ways. Bring us back the next appointed hour. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen.